The Holy Gospel is written in the ninth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark, beginning at the second verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus taketh with him Peter and James and John, and leadeth them up into an high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his raiment became shining, exceeding white as snow. So as no fuller on earth can white them. And there appeared unto them Elijah with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. And Peter answered and said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. And let us make three tabernacles, one for thee and one for Moses and one for Elijah. For he wist not what to say, for they were sore afraid. And there was a cloud that overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son, hear him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. May I speak in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. As they looked back on their experiences with Jesus, the disciples were able to see that the sight of Jesus transfigured had been an important assurance for them that Jesus was God's son and that the path he followed, even though it led to his death, was the path that God had mapped out for him. Before the transfiguration, there had been much discussion about who Jesus was and what Jesus was here to do. Herod and others thought that Jesus was John the Baptist come back to life. Others thought he was Elijah. And among the disciples, Peter stated that Jesus was God's Messiah. And having heard that from Peter, Jesus then told the disciples about his plan to go to Jerusalem where he would be arrested and killed. And the disciples were greatly disturbed by this plan. And in the midst of this confusion and disturbance, three of the disciples have this experience which in hindsight they can see answers both the questions about who Jesus was and what it was that Jesus was here to do. At the transfiguration, Jesus was seen in glory, speaking with both the great patriarch Moses and the great prophet Elijah. And then God himself spoke to confirm Jesus as his son. So everything about this experience spoke of Jesus as God. Moses and Elijah spoke to Jesus about his plan to fulfill God's purpose by dying in Jerusalem. And God affirmed that everything that Jesus said was coming directly from him. So this experience should have been a confirmation of everything that Jesus is and was about to do. But for the disciples at the time, it seemed to be too much for them to comprehend. And they were afraid, confused, and then kept the experience to themselves, 
So it was only much later, looking back, that they could see the confirmation that this experience had provided. I wonder then whether we have had experiences of events and plans coming together in ways that confirmed to us that we were on the right path. It may even be that we need that kind of confirmation at the moment and that we could be asking God for his confirmation about our direction in life. What God wants to do for us in these situations is what he did for the disciples to give us a greater vision of who Jesus really is. And while that will not answer all of our questions about our life, it can strengthen our ability to trust and to follow Jesus through our questions and our uncertainties. More than anything else, though, the transfiguration was preparing Jesus to walk the path that led to the cross. God had confirmed that Jesus was his son at Jesus' baptism, which then led on to his temptation and into his public ministry. Here, at the point that Jesus resolves to walk the path of suffering, which leads to our redemption, God again confirms his sonship to Jesus in the same way as at his baptism. This meant that Jesus came down from the mountain knowing that he was God's son, that he was walking in God's way, and this knowledge sustained him through all the trials that he was then to endure. We too can have similar mountaintop experiences in our lives. Times of great blessing and revelation when all seems well with the world and when we know without any uncertainty that we are God's children. But whatever those experiences are and however wonderful they are, we will also inevitably, as Jesus did, come down from the mountaintop to experience something of the suffering and in our case failure that life commonly holds. We cannot live on the mountaintops, but those experiences that we have there sustain us when we are then in the valleys. And God uses these experiences to sustain and strengthen us when we go through the valleys in our lives, even the valley of the shadow of death. Such mountaintop experiences are often not looked for, but are gifts to us from God to appreciate and enjoy. And as we've been saying, the disciples only recognized the full significance of their mountaintop experience as they looked back. At the time that they experienced it, they felt afraid and confused. And I wonder then whether we are able to look back on events in our lives that may not have been clear to us at the time but which become significant and sustaining experiences for us in our lives. I wonder whether there have been times of joy 
wonder or blessing that we have now lost sight of in our life and need to rekindle and relive. The disciples relived their experiences by telling them to others and by having them written down so that their stories could be passed on to others, including us. And it may be that you need to relive your experience of refreshment by telling others about them and by writing them down to share with others. Jesus was changed as he went up the mountain. His face changed its appearance and his clothes became dazzlingly white. But it was not just Jesus that was changed. The disciples too were changed. Not instantly, but over time, as they looked back and thought about the significance of what they had seen and heard. Their responses at the time were confused, but time and reflection brought the understanding and assurance that then enabled them to stand for Jesus in their lives and to follow him on the path where he had led. May it be so for each one of us. Amen.